Welcome back to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. My name is Sarah, and we have a mini podcast today. It's just a short little conversation. Again, I have my dear friend, Mike Sigmund here. Hey, everybody. I have Mike here today because I would love to have a conversation about what it means to operate in relationship with apostolic and prophetic. Mike's known me for a long time. He knows that I operate prophetically and in his leadership, how he's led me, how he's partnered with me, um, whether it be in ministry or just in leading people or just being in relationship of just walking in life. Mike, can you share what is the importance about the prophetic with the perspective of your apostolic? I think what is so amazing about our Christian faith is that we are living out a prophetic faith. And and what I mean by that is God has given us insight as to where we're going and what he's doing. So from that perspective, when we know the end per se, it's really not the end, but when we have that eternal perspective that opens us to a greater understanding potentially for the context of an individual person's life, as we build relationship with them, any Christian that is in relationship with somebody else, when you understand the gospel and you understand God's eternal perspective, his eternal plan, then you have a better idea when you're in relationship with a person what God might have for them next, how you can help that person take a next step. And I think that's crucial, you know, because we're all called to be disciple makers. We're called to be disciples who make more disciples. It works in the context of understanding God's overall plan and then being able to see where a person is at. And in that trajectory, how to keep them moving forward so that they too can see themselves in God's story and will be encouraged to follow God on that narrow path. When it comes to apostolic leadership in partnership with prophetic leadership, as an apostolic leader, I'm always looking at the mission of God. How do we advance the kingdom of God? And what that means, and again, I mean, we could get into this huge theological discussion about it, but the mission of God or the kingdom of God, rather, it's his rule, it's his reign, it's his authority in our life. And so when I look at the kingdom of God and the mission of God moving forward, I'm looking for those opportunities to be a part of that advancement as a whole, leading a congregation, a gathering of people. In my experience, and also just biblically, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us to operate in those giftings. But I think the people that fall into that fivefold ministry, God has set them aside specifically as a gift to the church to help the church become equipped and then released into ministry. And so when you look at the work of an apostle, the work of a prophet, the work of an evangelist, the work of a shepherd, the work of a teacher, they all have a very specific gifting that they are to give as a gift to the church for the people 
to be equipped and then released into ministry. And so now in that office, as an apostolic leader, I'm looking at the church as a whole. When I'm doing ministry with somebody who falls into that prophetic anointing and calling, oftentimes what I see is them being able to hone in more specifically what it might look like for a person or what God might be saying to a congregation with a little bit more fine detail. It's not an intuition thing. It is literally a Holy Spirit. Like Even just by looking at the surroundings, looking at the people, I would have never, ever come to this conclusion and been confident about saying what I'm about to say if it wasn't God. And again, you know, that takes a lot of trust. It takes relationship and it takes maturity on the person who might be receiving a prophetic word to take that gift and again, bring it back to the Lord who gave it and say, okay, now I've received this gift. How do you want me to steward this gift? What do you want me to do with it? As a lead pastor, I don't have the capacity to build an extensive amount of relationship in order to lead the way God has gifted me to lead. And so that's where I would probably not be able to, like, if I gave fine detail encouragement or something, that would be based on my perceptions. Whereas a prophetic leader is like, a depth of relationship would be good, but it's not needed. Like God is literally showing me things about you, about your situation that you and I have never talked about. And there is there is a connection that he is making through me to you so that you know that God knows what you're going through, what you're thinking about in terms of your perspective of what might be happening around you. He, he wants to give you greater clarity for how to move forward. What you should do with that is receive it with open hands and then take it to the Lord still with open hands and say, here's what I heard. Here's what I'm thinking. Now you tell me, did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? What do you want me to do with this? Oftentimes in an apostolic role, I'm looking already for talents and gifts and where do people fit, all of those type of things, how we can work better together. But it's fairly general where a person that is operating in a prophetic sense will give the fine details and considerations that we probably wouldn't have thought of that God is like, no, 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 don't miss this. A couple of things I've appreciated about our partnership and your understanding of my gifting is that one, you've never treated me weird. You've taken me seriously. And because you don't want to miss anything if it is the Lord, but you don't take it for everything as if it is the Lord. That has been such an incredible gift and a strengthening in my own confidence of like, hey, this person is taking me seriously. They don't think I'm nuts. They're not suspicious, but they're holding it rightly. And that is so encouraging to me, you know, because I can only do so much to create a space in a short amount of time that someone might be able to hold what I'm about to share in that way. But if leadership like yourself, who has a good biblical understanding of what my role is and what it is that I am, I'm there to gift and give 
and you can discern that I'm walking in spiritual health, that I'm not going sideways, <laughs> that you can actually equip. This is part of equipping the body, equip them to understand, hey, this is why we need this, but it doesn't elevate me in any way. It's one of the greatest gifts that you've given me in learning how to operate with other people and in this gift is that you've never elevated me above anyone or anything. You've never elevated the gift or the person. You've simply seen it for what it is. And so then you respond accordingly. Yeah. And that I think is so necessary. It's so good. It's so right. And this is how we operate more effectively. Well, and you've done such a great job too. You have been faithful to seek the Lord's heart and his direction for your own life first, and to know that you are healthy before trying to help other people be healthy. Right. Because as leaders, people don't need us to be trying to help them when we ourselves are not healthy. You know, I mean, God can do that. <laughs> but there has been a proven faithfulness on your part. And I mean, like, let's not forget, we go back to the Old Testament. If you were a prophet and you said a thus saith the Lord thing and it didn't happen, like there were massive consequences. You're not going to be talking in this. Ever life. again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, as an apostolic leader, it's really important to acknowledge a history of faithfulness for a person who is operating in that role as a prophet, that they're not just coming up with kooky, crazy things because they it's them and they think it's a good idea instead of a God idea. And also you're not pushy and you're not offended when somebody hears what you're saying, but maybe doesn't have understanding. And you can tell that they're kind of like, I don't really know what to do with this. You're just like, Hey, listen, this is what God put on my heart. I believe God wants you to know X, Y, and Z. And you have never, I have never heard you couch it in such a manner where you offer somebody something and then say, and that's the end of it. Here's my interpretation and go do that. It's always been in the context of, listen, I just get this sense. I've been praying and man, like God put a spotlight on you, however it happened. But I truly believe this is something that God wants you to hear. And then you've always turned that person then once you've given that gift back to God to go have the conversation. That's actually one of the ways I discern whether a person who says they're operating in that gift is truly operating in that gift. And I think it should be kind of one of those litmus tests for everybody when somebody says, thus saith the Lord, if they don't point you back to go have a conversation with God about what they just said, it's a little suspect, you know? I a thousand percent agree. And that's why it has been easy to be a recipient from you of a prophetic word, because one, I've seen you do it faithfully in your own life. I've seen the outcomes of what you have shared, what you have gifted that God gave you to gift to somebody else. I've seen that walk its way out. And again, you've never exalted yourself. You've always exalted God and said like, realistically, without God, I can't do any of this. And anybody that operates in that fivefold ministry, none of us can do this without God. 
That's why the fivefold ministry is a gift to the church from God, because it's actually him that's doing it. And we're just the embodiment of it. But again, for the purpose of training up the people, empowering them, releasing them. And in that process, they should be going back to the Lord for all the stuff that we're giving them and getting his final stamp and seal of approval. It's been a journey. We don't know what we don't know. Right. And so when we operate in faith, we're trusting that whatever the Lord is doing, that he's going to give you what you need to do. It. But yeah. that's why you hold it so carefully. If this is the pizza from last night, this is not going to go well. <laughs> in your specific instance, there has never been a sense on my part that you haven't already done what might be seemingly instantaneous, but it's like our response We've already kind of filtered through a couple of things that we know that we know, God's character, his nature, his mission, his kingdom. When we receive something that we're to give to somebody else, it's a little bit quicker for us, maybe, potentially, but God is already like, in order for us to discern, we're like, does this match with his character? Yes. Does this match with his nature? Yes. Does this match with the idea of the kingdom of God? being present. Yes. Does this match with the mission of God? Okay. So then we can say just by going through that list and and then really it just takes our faith that we are hearing from God to say like, I have some pretty, pretty great confidence that is based in my faith of who God is, what he's done, who he's created and called me to be, who he's created and called the church to be that I can say, Here's what I believe the Lord wants you to hear. I believe that you have an encouragement to deposit into the prophetic listeners. What would you say to a prophetic person who is hearing on repeat people in positions of leadership or authority saying, I just don't know what to do? So for the person that's operating in the prophetic that has a leader or a person in their life that says, I don't know what to do with you. One, know that God has placed you there for that moment. You're there because God wants you there. You are exactly where God wants you to be. If you aren't, he'll make it pretty clear and make it pretty difficult for you to stay there. So be confident that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're not there by happenstance. God didn't make a mistake. And just because things aren't going the way that you think they should be going, that does not mean that that's not God's plan. Okay. Second thing I would say is that you are there to give a gift that God wants that person to have. What they choose to do with that gift is up to them and God. You're literally just the mailman, mailwoman, postal service person. Like <laughs> you're the messenger, you're the deliverer of the package of the gift. You have no responsibility in terms of what that person does next with what they've been given. Your responsibility is to get the message to the person, to give the gift to the person, deliver the package, and then let it go. I mean, it's great when you give a word and somebody comes back and was like, you nailed it, you killed it. Package received, embrace, it's the best. But sometimes we're like Amazon. We're like, hey, I'm just dropping off at the porch. I'm sending you the text message to let you know, here it is. Say what that. you do with it is up to you. 
don't sweat the fact that you're in this position and they don't know what to do with you. You are right where you are supposed to be. Second, deliver the gift because that's your job. That's what God placed you there for. And when you're done, ask them where the next gift is. And if the person, when you drop the package off, is like, what do I do with this? Be like, well, I didn't design the gift. So if you have customer service questions, call the originator of the package. <laughs> like, go have a conversation with God, right? I mean, if it's coming out of left field, go have a conversation with God. Okay. If it's something that they can right off the bat, like God already knew, I knew this is what I needed. God knew. So he sent it to me. Boom. It makes sense. Perfect. Great. You nailed it. But there are going to be times where as a person operating in the prophetic, you're going to give something to somebody that's going to hit them out of left field. It's the surprise package that you're like, why am I receiving on my front porch an Amazon package filled with Q-tips? I have no idea. I've never seen Q-tips before. I don't know what Q-tips are. Okay. Questions, comments, call 1-800-Q-TIP-555, whatever. I don't know. So then it's like, okay, God, I don't know why I'm getting this. And he might say, well, your left ear, you can't hear me all that well. And this is a tool that I'm going to use so that you can hear me better. I don't know. I like, I'm making this up on the fly, right? But you get the idea. If they're asking you, what am I supposed to do with this? Your job isn't to say, well, ask me more about it and let me discern it. No, 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 no. They need to go and talk with God and you need to let it go. Your job is to deliver the gift and then move on with the next package that God wants you to deliver. I know that being in places where I've I've heard those words, my first instinct is to react and not respond. And God has grown me over time that when I hear that, I don't have the luxury to withhold the Lord in that space. I don't get to withhold the Lord, even though I may not like to hear that or like, I don't know what to do with you, or I don't know what to do with this, or this is kind of weird. I immediately want to retreat and be like, yep, bye. And the Lord's like, I need you to do it again over here. There's a part of my flesh that wants to say, I'm not going to risk that again. I'm not going to do that. But because it's a gift and because it's not mine and because it is the Lord's and I am his, instead of withholding, I get to continue to serve and give in obedience to the Lord, not even necessarily on behalf of I get to take retreat off the table, even though that is a normal, natural, fleshly response or reaction. I get to take that off the table and surrender that to the Lord and say, okay, um, what's next? Yeah. What else would you like me to do? And it's crazy because like, if you're like the Amazon delivery person, you have a specific route and maybe you really like that route and everything's going great on that route. But then your boss says, Hey, I need you to take this other route. And you're like, but everything's going great here. And then there's other times where you've got a route and that route sucks. The people that he is sending you to give what is life giving to them. They may not appreciate it. They may not understand it. They may not like it. And God's like, yeah. And I've got more packages for you to deliver. I'm not taking you out of this delivery route. I'm keeping you here. And when I give you a package, it's your responsibility to go and give that to that person. 
regardless of whether you think it's going to go well or not. So sometimes we have really great seasons where everything is just like, oh, everything's great. I'm in the sweet spot with God because everything is perfect. And in those times and those seasons where everything isn't perfect, we have a tendency of thinking, oh, I must not be in the sweet spot with God. No, 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 not at all. When he wants you to move out, he'll change your route. He will. It is good to hear that from somebody in your position. And I know that our listeners are going to hear that. And it's going to be a deep breath for a lot of people. There might even be some tears right now that that was needed to be heard. And so thank you, Mike. Your faithfulness is building up treasure in heaven. And even if it wasn't building up treasure in heaven, just know that when you are being faithful to what God has called you to do, regardless of how you perceive the outcome, I don't know that there's anything greater than knowing, man, if my heart is just right before the Lord and I'm doing what I believe he's called me to do, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You hung in through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome into your eternity with me. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. Give me all the crappy routes right now. Like, (laughs) I don't wish that on anybody. I pray that everybody has the best routes. But listen, when when those routes are tough, God is doing something in you. He's doing something prophetic in you in those moments as well. Keep listening. Keep being faithful. I think I've learned what... Paul meant when he said, I consider it all joy. It's not because it's pleasant and it's fun. It's because I know what it will produce. And you can inspect that fruit all day. Preach. Come on, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. Peace to the brother and sister, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying Amen. Amen. That is so good. So good. Sarah, thank you so much for having me anytime. An honor. You're the best. You're the best. And I praying all of God's rich and abundant blessings on you. And uh, may he take this podcast and use it for his glory to advance his kingdom and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Mike.